Welcome back to Passing Judgment, a podcast about politics, the law, and a lot of things in between. I'm your host, Loyola Law School professor Jessica Levinson, and today I'm bringing you two more pieces of breaking legal news. The first is a follow-up to the news that broke earlier this week, that the FBI executed a search warrant at the private residence of the former president, President Trump. Again, this is without historical analog here. This is absolutely unprecedented. And it appears likely that the Department of Justice and the FBI are investigating whether Trump took classified documents from the White House and possibly if he did more than that. I posted a short three-minute explainer of what the search means and what it doesn't mean, and frankly, why the search is a legal process playing out, not a political one. Now, one of the things that I touched on at the end of that episode is this. If Trump is convicted for improperly taking classified documents from the White House, does that mean he will be barred from holding future federal office, including the presidency? Let's go into more detail on that now. The short answer is no, but it is a little complicated. People who are charged and convicted with violating the federal law that prohibits the concealment, removal, mutilation, obliteration, or destruction of certain government documents shall be, quote, disqualified from holding any office under the United States. Now, any office under the United States certainly should include the presidency. So what's the issue here? The issue is that the Constitution, pardon the use of the word, but the Constitution trumps congressional statutes. And in a 1969 ruling, the Supreme Court indicated that Congress can't add requirements on to what already a person needs to be qualified to run for office under the Constitution. So what are those constitutional requirements? Well, you need to be born here in this country. You have to be over 35 years old. You have to have lived here for more than 14 years and not already served for eight years as president. So the bottom line here is that the congressional statute can't override the Constitution, and the Supreme Court is telling us, again, that members of Congress can't add requirements on to the constitutional requirements for what it takes to be the president or a member of the House of Representatives. But there's one more point here that I think we should think about. There is actually a portion of the Constitution that could bar Trump from holding federal office. That's Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. That prohibits people who, quote, engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the United States or, quote, gave aid or comfort to the enemies of the United States from holding a federal office. But that, among other challenges, would require proof of something that's actually quite different than improperly taking classified documents. So stay tuned for more on Section 3 of the 14th Amendment and obviously any and all follow-ups to what is going on with this FBI execution of a search warrant at Mar-a-Lago and what more do we know. So that probably brings us to our next big topic. And the second big piece of legal news is that President Trump, former President Trump, finally sat for a deposition 
in the ongoing investigation by the New York Attorney General into the Trump Organization's potential financial wrongdoing. And, drumroll please, he took the fifth, meaning he asserted his constitutional right against self-incrimination. Now, what does this mean and what doesn't it mean? So, first things first. The Fifth Amendment allows you, me, and Trump to refuse to answer questions if there's a genuine risk that we could face criminal prosecution based on what we say. But, and this is a big one, the Fifth Amendment does not protect us from a jury in a federal civil case from judging that decision to stay silent and invoke our Fifth Amendment rights. So let's back up for a second And let's have a quick reminder, what is this investigation all about? Well, the New York Attorney General, Letitia James, is investigating the Trump Organization, and we believe some of its members for potential financial misconduct. Specifically, James is looking into whether the Trump Organization fraudulently inflated the value of properties to get larger loans and more favorable tax treatment. Now, James has stated in court filings that her office, quote, uncovered substantial evidence establishing numerous misrepresentations. James has always said that she really needs to talk to Trump for obvious reasons. He signed off on apparently a number of these financial documents. Now, he delayed for months. He finally sat for a deposition. And then, as I just said, he asserted his Fifth Amendment rights. Now, it's okay for us to judge Trump for this, both in the court of public opinion and in an actual courtroom, in some circumstances, as I said. So first, the court of public opinion, and I kind of hate that expression, but here we are. Now, during the 2016 campaign, Trump famously said, you see the mob takes the fifth. If you're innocent, why are you taking the Fifth Amendment? Why am I pointing this out? Because let's be honest, the hypocrisy speaks for itself. But second, let's move to the actual courtroom, not the court of public opinion. Now, as I said, if Trump were to be sued in a federal case for civil wrongdoing, and that's related to the Trump organization's financial activities, the jury could be allowed to infer wrongdoing by Trump, the person who invoked his Fifth Amendment rights. In 1976, the Supreme Court concluded the Fifth Amendment does not, I'm quoting again, forbid adverse inferences against parties to civil actions when they refuse to testify in response to probative evidence offered against them. There are some legal limits to when and how this negative inference can be made, but we'll leave those for another day. And let's end by remembering here that these two cases aren't even the full extent of the legal exposure that Trump faces. Trump faces legal repercussions for his conduct regarding January 6th, the pressure campaign that he exerted on officials in Georgia to overturn the election. It's amazing that we're even listing that many things. So this was, I hope, a quick explainer and analysis on two big pieces of legal news that have come out again this week. For more on these issues, I have some columns up on msnbc.com. We'll bring you more 
breaking legal news along with what I hope is helpful analysis. You can find me across social media, Twitter, Instagram, and again on TikTok at Levinson Jessica. Please subscribe, rate, and review, and please have a great day.